Welcome to the Travel Therapy Mentor Podcast, your number one source for travel therapy information and education. Hosted by travel physical therapist duo, Jared and Whitney. Join us each week on Facebook Live to learn about a new travel therapy topic, or subscribe to our podcast to hear the replay every week. Hey everyone, Jared and Whitney here from Travel Therapy Mentor. Welcome to week four of our travel therapy mini-series. Today we'll be talking about the licensing process as a travel therapist. This is a six-week mini-series that we're doing on the basics of travel therapy. So, so far in our series, we talked about what is travel therapy, how does the pay work as a travel therapist, and last week we talked about how does the housing process work as a travel therapist. Um, So this week we're going to be talking about what the licensing process is like as a traveler, and then we have two more weeks of the series where we're going to discuss working with recruiters and tax home situations as a travel therapist. So we'll get started today talking about today's topic, which is the licensing process as a travel therapist. The very first question we get, and probably the first question you guys have when considering travel therapy, is do you have to be licensed in each state that you work? The answer is yes. This seems kind of crazy because if you're licensed in one state, you would think that you'd be able to work anywhere in the United States, but that's obviously not the case. So this is the process every healthcare provider has to go through getting licensed in each state that they work in, including nursing, OT, SLP, all disciplines have to go through the licensing process in each state. Um, This is a little easier nowadays for PTs because of the compact, and this is the same for nursing. There's a PT license compact where if you're licensed in one of the compact states as your home state, Um, then you're able to quickly be licensed in other compact states. So far, PT or OT and SLP do not have a compact, but they are both working on it. As of uh, like six months ago when we checked, they were both working on their own compact. Um, The important thing here is to know that your home state, your tax home state, has to be involved in the compact for you to be eligible. Um, And it's important to look up the rules for the compact and... Uh, understand exactly what you have to do uh, in terms of CEUs and all that to maintain your compact privilege. Yeah, a lot of people think, um, a lot of PTs think, well, now that they have the PT compact, I'm just eligible to work anywhere. I'll just get a compact license and I can work in all 50 states. That is unfortunately not the case. One thing, not all 50 states are participating yet. Second thing, your home state has to be participating for you to be eligible. You can't just get a license in one of the compact states to be eligible, you have to maintain your permanent residence there. So a lot of people wanna like go through a loophole and get around that because it'd be great if we all had compact privileges, but it's not that easy. So make sure if you are a PT or PT student who's watching this and you wanna find out if you are eligible, go to ptcompact.org and educate yourself on all the rules to make sure if you're eligible. And if you're an OT or an SLP, in order to try to make the licensing process easier for your profession, you can advocate with your state boards um, and your national organization, um, the AOTA and ASHA, to try to get a compact license going because it does make the licensing process easier. But as Jared said, for the most part, like the majority of us, you have to just do it state by state. And you have to be careful with this too because we've heard stories of recruiters telling travelers that they're able to just get licensed in a compact state as their first license and then they're eligible for the compact and that's not the case if your tax home is not that uh, in the compact then you're not eligible even if your first license is in a compact state and people have gotten in trouble for that over the last year or so yeah so another question that we get quite often is do the companies pay for your license and help you with the process of getting the license for each state and the answer to this is sometimes they do help you 
typically most companies that we know, it's once you're already a traveler of theirs and you're already kind of working with them on a contract, they'll be willing to help you with the process for getting your next license. Some of them will be willing to do some of the upfront costs for you, but typically if you're a new traveler or you've never worked with that company before, they're not just gonna pay for the license for you because they have no allegiance necessarily to you to know whether or not they're gonna get money back. So usually the way it works is you apply for the license yourself in whichever state you wanna work in, and then you have that license. And then if you end up taking a job with a travel therapy company in one of those states or in that state where you got the license, they can typically reimburse you after the fact for those licensing costs that you paid for up front. So for the most part, expect that you're gonna probably have to pay for it up front, do most of this process yourself, but maybe the, the travel therapy company could help you a little bit with it. So the problem with this is a lot of people think, well, now I'm gonna maybe have to pay for all these upfront costs, and sometimes it's kind of expensive, and I might get stuck with that cost. Like, what if I don't end up finding a job there? and I get stuck with that cost. It is, It does happen. Like We have definitely applied for some state licenses that we never ended up using and never end up getting reimbursed for, and that, that kind of sucks, but in the long run, it's not that much money. Most states, you're gonna be out maybe you know, $100, $200, $300. Some states like California, you would be out a lot more, five or $600. So for the most part, if you end up like applying for one of those really expensive licenses, like try to make sure you take a job there and get reimbursed for the license. And I don't think you'll have a problem finding a job in California and getting reimbursed for that license at some point. But we did let like our Illinois license go and our Arizona license we never ended up using. And it's just part of the process, but hopefully as a travel therapist, you're making plenty of money to make up for that cost down the line. Now, I think everybody knows that your first state license, you have to take the NPTE or the equivalent for SLPs and OTs. So you get licensed by examination. Every subsequent license that you get after that is licensed by endorsement. So you don't have to retake the board exam to get another state license. You just have to meet the qualifications for that new state and have that license um, transferred to uh, the new state. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're taking it away from the original state. Um, you can have as many state licenses as you want. Some people have 12 or more. Um, so you can have multiple licenses. It's not like you're transferring it to the next state but you do have to meet all the requirements. And usually that includes things like background checks, um, can include fingerprinting, can include a jurisprudence exam, which is basically an exam on that state's laws. Also, you might have to have uh, references um, and- uh, Obviously pay a fee. Yeah, and sometimes they, want your they won't, money. sometimes they want school transcripts. It all depends on the state. Um, but you can visit each board's uh, state board website to determine what their specific requirements are. Some are much more tedious than others. It really depends on which state you're looking at. Yeah, some of them you have to do a paper application. Some of them you can do it all online. I think one of the parts of the process that's kind of annoying when you're applying for a new state license is you have to get verifications most of the time from every other state that you've already had a license. So this is one thing that like if you're getting a, your 10th license, then to get number 10, you have to have the first nine states send verifications to them that you're in good standing. And so that they, they avoid like somebody trying to run from like medical fraud in another state where they you know, had a malpractice suit or something. They wanna make sure you are in good standing in the other state. And this can slow down the process sometimes. So Yeah, it can slow down the process and it also almost always includes some sort of fee. So every subsequent license you get is a little bit more expensive than the previous ones. Mm -hmm. But definitely go on whichever state board website that you're interested in getting a license. They usually have like a full checklist. They teach you how to do all of it. It's pretty simple, um, so it's not too bad.
Now, in terms of the logistics of being what I would call like a savvy and informed traveler, so this is like what Jared has explained is just the basics of, okay, yeah, fill out this application, get this license. But there's a little bit more that goes into how do we decide what licenses to get and what, what's the timing like? Like, do you get the job and then get the license? Now, sometimes in the past when the job market was a little bit better, there were circumstances where you could apply for a travel therapy job, accept the job, and then get the license afterwards if it was a quick license state. Now, states like California take forever, so that's not a quick license state. You need to already have that. Um, there are certain ones that can happen within a matter of one to two weeks. However, we highly recommend, we've always recommended that you try to go ahead and already have the license in hand for any state job that you're applying to because it makes the process so much easier and you're way more likely to get the job because sometimes the um, facility won't even interview you if you don't have the license already because they need somebody really quickly there. The, the job starts ASAP. So they need somebody that is licensed already and start right away. So this leads us into, well, how do I decide which states to get licensed in because I don't know where there's gonna be a job that I wanna go to. So it does involve a little bit of risk because like I said, Jared and I, we applied for a license in Illinois and we thought we were gonna take a job in Illinois. We never ended up finding a job in Illinois. So we just had to eat that cost and let it go. So there's a little bit of strategy that goes into it. What we've always recommended is that you talk to your recruiters and talk to fellow travel therapists who have done this before and say, you know, I'm interested in going to a region. Like say you're interested in going to New England. Which states in New England tend to have more jobs? So this was the case for us. We kind of wanted to go to New England. Ideally, we would have liked to have gone to Vermont or New Hampshire. However, in talking to our recruiters and looking at kind of the job trends, we just weren't seeing a lot of consistent PT jobs in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. Um, so we were like, you know, that's probably not a good bet, more or less. Like if we get a license there, there's no guarantee that we're gonna be able to find a job, much less two jobs, because we're a pair. So what we decided was in the New England area, Massachusetts tended to have a lot of PT jobs like really consistently. So we were like, you know what, we'll just apply for our license in Massachusetts and that'll put us in that region we wanna be in. And it worked out great because there were tons of jobs in Massachusetts. We got two jobs in our preferred setting at the time we wanted them, no problem. And then on the weekends, we just used our free time to explore the other parts of New England that we weren't necessarily living in, but they were only within a couple hours drive. So you could use the same um, tactic for whatever region you wanna go to. You know, just because you really wanna be in Colorado doesn't mean there's gonna be a lot of jobs in Colorado, or Utah's another one where there's not, don't tend to be a ton of jobs in Utah. So you might need to look at going to a surrounding nearby state that has a lot of jobs and then going on a weekend trip there instead. Yeah. Uh, strategizing based around where jobs are is vital, especially as a travel couple. So then in terms of maintaining state licenses, that can really be a pain depending on how many license you, licenses you have and what states they're in. Um, after you work a contract, you may or may not want to go back to that state. And in that case, you can either renew the license if you want to go back to that state in the future, or you can just let it expire, which is what we've done with several of our licenses that we don't plan to go back to those states in the future. If you do let it expire and you decide later to go back to a state, you can reinstate the license, which uh, involves paying a fee, of course, everything involves fees, um, but it's not too difficult of a process from what we've heard. We've never actually done it, but uh, it doesn't seem to be too difficult of a process. 
In terms of CU requirements, this is really important to keep track of. If you have multiple licenses, at one point we had five licenses each, um, keeping track of all your CUs, what counts and what count doesn't count for different states can be a pain. So just creating like a spreadsheet or something with the state license, what their requirements are, making sure that you're checking those off each year just to be um, on the safe side is probably a good idea. Uh, a website, we use MedBridge to get a lot of our CEUs, and that's a great website. They'll keep track of everything for you, make sure that it counts for the states, and uh, that has been very helpful for us. Yeah, the best part about when you're looking at your CEU requirements across different states is usually you can double dip. So when we use, um, it's called MedBridge Education, um, when we use MedBridge to get our, um, our CEUs, basically we will check the accreditation for each course. So say there's a six credit course that I want to take on MedBridge. I can check the accreditation for each state in which I'm licensed. So it'll say, okay, this counts for six points in Virginia, and this counts for six points in North Carolina, and then maybe for some reason it only counts for four points in Massachusetts. But at least you know going in. So you're kind of double dipping. You're not having to like do different CEUs for this state and different CEUs for this state. So I would just keep a little spreadsheet where I would have the course title and the date I took it. And I would say, okay, in, in Virginia, I got six points. In North Carolina, I got six. And in Massachusetts, I got four. So then I would just keep a tally of whether I met my requirements for that state. Um, but MedBridge has really been helpful for us because you can check those accreditations. It's super easy. Um, if you guys are interested in using MedBridge for your continuing education, we do have a promo code where you can get a discount on your membership. It's um, The promo code is Fifth Wheel PT, like our blog. So F-I-F-T-H. W-H-E-E-L-P-T, all one word, so you can get a discount on your CEUs. That's been our best way for like maintaining and tracking our um, CEUs across all of our state licenses. So this is basically everything we wanted to talk about in terms of kind of the logistics and the strategies of licensing. So in summary, yes, you do have to be licensed in every state. It's a super bummer that you know we can't just all be U.S. licensed practitioners and it counts for all 50 states. I think ideally the professions are trying to head that direction, but as of right now, for the most part, you need to make sure that you're licensed in every state. We recommend that you get your licenses ahead of time and have about two to three at one time. Um, it's usually gonna give you more options in terms of job availability. If you only have one state license, you're kind of pigeonholing yourself and you may not be able to always find jobs in that one state or even that second state. So we usually recommend more of the two to three to four license range. Um, it can be a hassle sometimes, but overall, if you use some of the strategies that we talked about today, it won't be that bothersome to you and you'll be able to be um, a pretty successful traveler with enough licenses and maintaining your requirements across states. Yep. On Saturday, we're going to have an article um, specifically about licensing that we're putting out with some links and things that might be a little easier for you guys if, uh, you know, if this was kind of a quick overview. Um, and then stay tuned for next week's topic, which we're going to be talking about working with travel therapy recruiters, um, some, of the, some of the things to watch out for, and uh, what we've learned over the years working with a ton of, ton of different recruiters and companies. And as we've mentioned with our six-week mini-series, you can find the content on different platforms, whichever way that you prefer to watch, listen, or read. If you are watching live on Facebook or later on the Facebook replay, please give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment, let us know if you have a question. If you prefer to watch our videos on YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can make sure to catch all the content as we continue with this series and future content. You can also choose to listen to the audio playback of all of our videos on our podcast. So if you prefer to listen in podcast format, please subscribe to our podcast. 
And the last thing is each week when we do the articles, that will be up on our website at TravelTherapyMentor.com. We usually post those articles to our Facebook page, but you can always find the articles at TravelTherapyMentor.com. Yep, hopefully this was a good overview for you guys. We've written a lot in the past and made videos on licensing that's much more in depth if you want information there. But we just wanna do this one-on-one mini-series just as a starting point for new travel therapists. So thank you guys and see you next week. Thank you. Bye.